0: faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up
1: Welcome to the faith in kids podcast. We're back and I'm still Ed and I'm still jam. It's a new series. We're here to take you through the summer holiday car journeys, road trip, road trip, road trip, evenings by the fire pit, mornings on the beach. Wow this sounds like a brilliant summer Ed. We're here for the suntan, the swimming in the sea. We're also
2: here to take you through the winter. If you're listening to this in Australia, South Africa, Argentina and other places below the equator that I can only imagine.
1: All the spring, if you've just discovered this series in March and you're playing catch-up, you can't be late to this podcast party. You're very welcome.
2: There is never a bad time to find out how to live the best life. Listen to the series on the
1: Beatitudes, they said. Here we are, the best life. Well, you're going to need to explain a bit more about that, Ed, because I didn't think bad attitudes were something that Christians should have. Tell me more. Oh,
2: Jam, not bad attitudes. B-attitudes. When you stand in a shop and you look at the magazines on sale, Jam, what do you see?
1: Oh, I just see shiny things. Shiny houses, shiny people, shiny faces, shiny lives. It's all very shiny, Ed. That is exactly it. Magazines are trying to say, that is the best life don't
2: give in. This series of podcasts is telling you what Jesus says is the best life. He has got a shinier version with less shiny cars. It's the best life. Which one do you trust, Jam? The magazine version or the Jesus version?
1: I think I'm going to go with Jesus' version. Easy peasy lemon squeezy,
2: Jam. All the way. Jesus is telling us the best life as he gives us the Beatitudes. Beatitudes. In Matthew 5. There are eight of them. Each one starts, Blessed are those people who... Which means, The best life is those people who... Get it? We're going to do it. You'll make sense of it as we go through. Jam, do you have a whip around question for us?
1: I certainly do. What would your best day be, Ed?
2: Swimming in a river, a barbecue with big burgers laughing with friends and one cold beer
1: my day might involve some of those things it might be at the cricket though it might be at a test match full house and england winning and i've got at least three pork pies and some pringles and a a cup of coffee that just never runs out Uh, and i am that would be my best day pretty much and and my family with me obviously if you're listening to it guys hello obviously i want you there with me but also some friends too i should probably stop talking now you should get talking at home about what your best day would be for the whip question have a chat about that now I hope that was a fun chat and you started dreaming about what your summer could be if you're listening to this at the start of the summer. Why are we talking about your best day, Ed? Oh, look, we all love the best day, but we can't have the best day
2: every day. But Jesus says we can live the best life. Jesus says the best life is the blessed life, because the blessed life is the one God made us to live. The life that gives to others, the life that makes you smile, it makes others smile, it makes God smile. Who wouldn't want that?
1: Jam, are you going to festoon me with fun facts? No, I'm not. I'm going to go one better. I'm going to quiz you with quite questionable quandaries. It's a quiz, and you can play (laughs) along with this at home. I've got ten baby animals for you, and I want you to tell me what they grow up to be. So, for example, a kid grows up to be a... Goat. Goat. Okay, very good. So I'll ask the question and then, Ed, you have a think. And then you can have a listen at home, shout out the answer, and then Ed can answer. I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. And you can see if you get more right than Ed or not. Ed, I'm putting you in the hot seat. Are you ready? I'm hot. Here we go. It's the summer for you. A caterpillar grows up to be a... Butterfly. Butterfly, very good. I'm sure everyone got that. Secondly, number two, a gosling grows up to be a. I think it's
2: a goose.
1: (laughs) It is a goose, very good. Number three, a foal grows up to be. What? A foal grows up to be a horse. It does, or a zebra. Uh, Foles can also be zebras. Number four. A tadpole grows up to be a... Ribbit? It's a frog. It is. Before it becomes a frog, there's, a, there's an intermediary stage called a polywog. Isn't that exciting? You are uh, joking me. Is that I know, true? There's a fun fact for you. I just can't let go of those fun facts. There'll be more of those next time. Thank you, Jam. That's number four. Number five. A signet grows up to be a what? Have you guessed at home? A cygnet becomes a... Swan. A swan. Well, so far, Ed, you are on five out of five. Feeling big. It's going to get a little bit harder. Okay. So this will sort people out. Number six. A leveret grows up to be what? Is it a hare? You are absolutely right. It is a hare. Six out of six. Are you keeping up with Ed? I hope so. You thought
2: this was hard, Jam, but you had no idea how good I am at questionable quandaries. This one
1: might be easier, but it's so beautiful I had to leave it in. Okay. A porcupet grows up to be what? <laughs> a porcupet grows up to be a. Everyone at home? Porcupine monster. Nearly. A porcupine. A porcupine. Yes, you knew that, really, didn't you? I'm going to give you that. That, that is seven out of seven. Jam. We don't even have room for one. For an early episode of this, we did about a baby puffin was a puffling. Do you remember that one? I don't. Yeah. I remember we had a name for a baby fish as well—a fingerling. This is an all-new list. We've got three more to go, Ed. This one is a great one. A puggle grows up to be a what? A puggle grows up to be a what is it a puffin no it is a platypus Ah. or an echidna which is kind of similar they are the mammals that lay eggs so they have puggles when they're when they're little number nine maybe a bit easier a joey grows up to be a kangaroo kangaroo very good so you're eight out of nine. A kangaroo, an opossum, or a koala, I am told. They all have joeys. Here's the last one. It's a real stinker. A cria grows up to be a what?
2: Ostrich.
1: Very good guess. It's a llama or an alpaca. Oh, jam. That was so fiendish. That was fiendish. There were some lovely ones there that weren't there. I, I love the word Leveret and Porky Pet. probably my favourite. Puggle's pretty good too. So how did you get on? Ed got nine. Uh, I think he got nine. No, he didn't. He got eight. Ed got eight. I think that's pretty good. So how did you get on? Why don't you send us an email and let us know, Podcast faithinkids.org And also tell us about what your best day is, even though we're going to learn about what it is to be blessed rather than having our best day. But in that quiz, we were thinking about little ones, the little children of, um, of animals. Ed, why are we thinking about little children?
2: Because in today's story, we're finding out what happened when the children came to Jesus. And we're going to be discovering that the children, in fact, children generally often understand what it is to be poor in spirit. Jesus says the blessed life is when you know you're poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Here we go.
0: Our reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 13 to 16. Some people brought their small children to Jesus so he could touch them. But his followers told the people to stop bringing their children to him. When Jesus saw this, he was displeased. He said to them,
3: Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. The kingdom of God belongs to the people who are like these little children. I tell you the truth. You must accept the kingdom of God as a little child accepts things, or you will never
1: enter it.
0: Then Jesus took the children in his arms. He put his hands on them and blessed them.
1: So we're going to have a sketch now, just to get our minds into really what's going on in that Bible story. And so we're going to be slightly to one side of what we've heard and that a disciple is really worried about all of these children coming up to Jesus. Let's listen in.
0: Oh, look at the little ones running up to Jesus, hugging him and clinging to his legs.
3: Yeah, that has to stop. Now.
0: What? No! Who's on security?
3: It's Bartholomew falling asleep again? Probably. Bartholomew, code red, kids on Messiah, Get on it! We've tried to tell everyone. Do not bring your children to Jesus. Yeah, but everyone thinks their child is a special case. These kids are smart. They create a distraction, you turn your back and boom, they're all over Jesus
0: like a rash.
3: (coughs) Sorry, why wouldn't Jesus want little children to come to him? They just get in the way and they don't understand anything. Especially the parables. Yeah, like you understand the parables. I understand some uh, parables. You're worrying about nothing. Look at him. Jesus seems to like the children. He's just being nice. Kids get in the way and they get things wrong. And they do stuff like tweak your nose and pull your beard really hard and won't let go, even when you ask them. And then, then they run away laughing, calling you names and impersonating your Galilean accent, shouting, you smell a fish.
0: Oh, so that's what this is about. No. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Bartholomew gone now? There are kids everywhere. (laughs) Salome, what's happening? Jesus just said, let the little children come to me. The kingdom of God belongs to people who are like these little children.
3: Like these little children. So it's just a metaphor. I'm hearing we get rid of the kids. Code red, Bartholomew, Simon,
0: get the big stick. <laughs> no, I think maybe Jesus loves children. Okay, just relax. Fine.
3: On his head be it. <laughs> Actually, that he's a child on his head pulling his beard and everyone's laughing.
0: (laughs) When
2: I see a three or four year old running, I actually can't watch. I feel like I know what's going to happen next. Three or four year olds with their little chubby legs pumping as fast as they can. And at any moment you know they're going to trip over.
1: It's a terrifying moment, isn't it? Because it's It's both incredibly cute and terrifying (laughs) at the same time.
2: And Jam, you know it's going to happen. You know when they're going downhill and their bodies are going faster than their legs can manage? Yeah, yeah. Or they trip over a step or a stone or even their own feet. Three-year-olds trip over their own feet. They hit the ground, bang. Pause. Then the tears. Do you know what's going to happen next? What does that three or four-year-old do next every time? They head straight to their mum or dad. They hold their arms up. They ask to be picked up. They need a parent. They trust a parent to fix it. Children trust their parents. They know their parent can fix stuff. They know they can't. Children know they can't do life on their own. What? A, how obvious is that? Three-year-olds are really bad at cooking. They know they need a parent. When the children came to Jesus, the disciples tried to get rid of them. They wanted to put them back in the playground. Keep
1: them round the back. Let them do their shouting somewhere else. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. Because he loved them. Because they were made to live for him, every
2: child. Because they're precious to him. Jesus loves children. But children, Jesus said, can also teach us how to live
1: the best life. Listen to what he said next. The kingdom of God belongs to people who are like these little children. I tell you the truth. You must accept the kingdom of God as a little child accepts things, or you will never enter it.
2: The best life is the blessed life when we know we can trust God as our heavenly parent. Accept the kingdom of God as a little child accepts things. When we know God can fix stuff, when we know we can't. We accept him as a little child. The best life is when we know we can't do life on our own. We know we need God. Then we're living the blessed life in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You're poor when you've got no money and someone else has. You're poor in spirit when you know you've not got enough and God has. This is the one I remember when I feel weak. When there's someone bigger or stronger in the playground who always wins. This is the one I remember when I've lost. The team I play for keeps losing. When I keep getting the answers wrong in literacy. When I feel like I can't ever win because I never have the friends I want. I always feel alone. I'm always last to be picked. This is the one I remember when it hurts. When I'm the only one who doesn't get invited to the party. When I can't fix it because someone else I love is crying and I can't help and I can't stop them. Do you see? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who know they're empty-handed. Blessed are those who are like children, coming to the Father saying, please fix it, because I can't. But this is also the one I need to remember. When we think we're great when I think I've done it all, when I think I'm the winner. This is the one I need to remember when I feel strong because I'm the biggest in the playground. This is the one I need to remember when I always seem to win because I'm the best at football in my class, because I'm the best at reading. This is the one I need to remember when it doesn't hurt, when everything I do goes well, when my life is simple, when I'm thinking, Jesus is so blessed to have me in his family. Because in that moment, Jesus is still the one I need. He has gifted me. He has looked after me. He is giving me this easy life. He has helped me. But I didn't get myself into his family. He didn't think, well, I'd love to have him. He is the one who got me into his family. He is the one who really did find me empty-handed when I'm losing and when I'm winning. The best life is knowing I am empty-handed. I can trust my heavenly father. He can fix it when I can't. Let me pray. Dear Father, we thank you that Jesus tells us that children know how to trust you. They know how to trust. I pray, Father, that however old we are, we would be more like children in this one way. We would trust We would know we come empty-handed. We would know we need you to fix it and we would expect you to be there for us. Please help us when we're losing. Please help us to remember this when we're winning. Thank you that you are the best Heavenly Father.
1: Amen. Amen. What a great start to our series, but lots to talk about with Ed Scott questions. Under fives,
2: who did Jesus let come and see him? Fives to sevens, what did Jesus say children are so very good at? Eights to elevens, when do you feel empty-handed? When do you know you cannot fix it? Over elevens, why do adults find it harder to trust like a child? And do you find it harder now to trust than you
1: used to when you were younger? Those are some great questions. Have a really good chat about that. We'll have those questions again in a moment. But first, our friend Randall Goodgame has written a song about this exact part of scripture. So let's have a listen to that now. For to such
3: belongs the kingdom of God. Let the children come to me, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever will not receive the kingdom of God like a child, Shall not enter it.
0: Jesus Let the children come to me. Jesus. Let the children.
1: that song on sing the bible volume three from slugs and bugs randall good Games. so that's the end of the episode thanks very much for listening we've got the whole summer ahead of us it's really exciting there are loads of more of these podcasts to come plenty more beatitudes where they came from ed what are you looking forward to this summer
2: i'm looking forward to a holiday I'm not totally sure what it will be, where it will be, but I'm not sure we've ever needed a holiday
1: quite so much. Even if we just stay at home, I look forward to rest together. Excellent. I'm hoping to catch some cricket. I want to go and spend the day at the cricket with my dad and have a good old chat about absolutely everything and uh, ideally eat many pork pies. Uh, That's a happy day for me. But we're not just about the best day, we're about the blessed day and we'll be hearing more about that in the series to come. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Ed. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everyone.
2: Okay, I'm just going to blow my nose and then I'm ready to go. Under fives, who did Jesus let come and see him? Fives to sevens, What did Jesus say children are so very good at? Eights to elevens. When do you feel empty-handed? When do you know you cannot fix it? Over elevens. Why do adults find it harder to trust like a child? And do you find it harder now to trust than you used to when you were younger?